Welcome to Your Adventure Podcast, a motivational podcast without the screaming. A hosted, unedited conversation with guests from all walks of life, sharing their own personal journey, showing that everyone has different outlooks on life, choice of career, and that success looks different for everyone. Get ready to be inspired and be enlightened of how we all have similar journeys and thoughts. Anything is possible. This is Your Adventure Podcast, and this is Dustin Emery. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Your Adventure Podcast, and this is your host as always, Dustin Emery. And today I have a couple in the studio who actually started a wildlife uh, rehab center in Temecula. He, he goes by the reptile hunter, Joseph Hart, and she is Josephine Cabrera? Yes, Cabrera. Cabrera. Okay. Um, you guys are co-owners of the wildlife reptile house in Temecula. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Good. Doing great. Good to be here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you guys came. I actually, like I said, I'm glad you guys reached out. Uh, usually I'm doing the, you know. Uh, scouting for guests you know so it's always kind of nice when one comes to me it's like oh, it makes it a little bit easier I'm like please give us screen time yeah <laughs> well i mean you know like you said before we started the podcast you guys have the adventure you know side with what you're doing so yeah. i guess the names click it's the same same vibe yeah <laughs> yes. totally but um you know i'll start with uh you josephine you know um on that first question we discussed you know i know what you're doing now we'll get into mm-hmm. that but <laughs> Um, you know, what did you think about as a kid, you know, as your first dream? We all have it. Definitely. I, academics were always my strong suit growing up. Mm-hmm. So I definitely dreamed big. Um, I wanted to be an oncologist, someone working with cancer patients or a forensic pathologist. Um, okay. so I definitely was really interested in the medical field growing up. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess it wasn't until high school when I kind of re started to reconsider that and being like, wait a minute, like 14, 16 years of schooling, maybe not my thing. Not your, not your thing. Yeah, I wanted, you know, I wanted to be married and I want to have a family and, you know, career life is just was never my end goal. Um, so, yeah, now I'm pursuing psychology. Um, yeah, I hope, you know, I my goal is to be a clinical psych. Um, and even though that is still a good amount of schooling, you know, getting a PhD, yeah. it's, it's not medical school. So, you know, I'd say it's a good compromise. It, it, it sounds better time-wise for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you there. I don't know how those people in the medical field do that much schooling. Yeah. And then it just seems like the debt at the very end is like insane to me. Right? Yeah. No thanks. Yeah. yeah. I don't want that either. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um, and then, uh, Joseph, how about you? I, I saw your Instagram post, actually, so I took some notes from that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, about your, you know, wildlife passion here. Yeah, well... So, what would it start? Okay, well... Um, what was the first dream? Honestly, my very first dream as a child... <laughs> it doesn't count, but um, I wanted to be a clown, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah, my parents loved to tell this story. Okay. I was, like, this little kid. I think I got it um, inspired from, like, a circus or something. With, uh-huh. Like, they had elephants and stuff there. I was like, oh, my God. I want to be a clown that was like you know when i was very little but yeah. um, honestly for as long as i can remember i wanted to be uh, just like steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter mm-hmm. um, so yeah like and i i kid you not every waking day you know every day just that was the goal in mind i'm like dreamt about it i thought about it 
every single day, even, you know, sleeping and dreaming about it, like, I'm going to have my own sanctuary, I'm going to have my own TV show, like, I'm going to be <laughs> saving animals and educating people mm. on, um, on wildlife. And the weird part is, like, now I'm kind of living that life um, a little yeah. bit with the, with the wildlife rescue, the reptile rescue, and doing reptile hunter. Um, so it's kind of a, a bit surreal that it's like, oh, my gosh, we're, I'm actually on this path. Yeah, you thought about it, and now it's like, wow, it's kind of coming to, uh, what's the word, like, fruition? Yeah, like, yeah. Or uh, what's that thing they say? Like, you put it out in the universe, and it comes back. Yeah. Affirmation? Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Manifestation. Yeah. I'm not sure how much I believe in that, but yeah, I, I get I, it. I, I get it, though. You know, I understand, like, when stuff happens, people are like, yeah, I'm validated. But. Well, I'm a, I'm a true believer of, uh, you know, you you can achieve whatever you whatever you want to achieve if you work towards it. So I agree with that. I wish a lot more people had that mindset. Seems yeah. like society's changed a little bit much. Mm-hmm. Or a little too much, maybe. And, I mean, you guys are young. So, I mean, what's your guys' thoughts on that? Well, I think, I don't know. I think a lot of it, honestly, <laughs> might not be a good thing. But a lot of it's ignorance, you know? And I think mm. that's what's important is um, don't be told you can't do something. You know, so for us, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to go out and do this. And that might sound crazy to like our parents and they're like, oh, yeah, I don't know if that's actually possible, <laughs> but then like, yeah. look at us now, like it's getting done. Um, and although along the way there's challenges and boulders thrown mm-hmm. at us, um, that we didn't expect, but it's like, you know, we're still a little, uh, ignorant in the sense of we don't necessarily know what the boundaries are. So I get you. Yeah. So we, we still go and do it. And yeah. when you say look at us now, it's not like we're completely like, oh, yeah, right. all, everything worked out. Like, we're yeah. still very much getting there. It's very new for us. But, I mean, we're making good progress. And um, it is interesting, though, to, to see because we are 20 and 21 mm-hmm. years old. And we kind of just said, oh, let's take this leap of faith. You know, mm-hmm. let's, you know, move into a model trailer and, you know, start this business. And, you know, I have a lot of other 20-year-old, you know, friends who are just, yeah chilling and and that's so totally okay um but there's definitely like that you know that difference a little bit disconnect but yeah it's surreal i think people look at you look at the age and they're like no there's no way like yeah i get it <clears throat> so well, real quick sorry no you good people, i still get Go stopped it. sometimes at my job and they're like are you are you legally able to work? <laughs> like, like you look fifteen. I'm like, no, I'm twenty one. You, you don't look twenty one. I will give you that. You yeah. look a lot younger uh-huh. for sure. So I I guess that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys met in August, right? Yes. Of last so year. So yes. during COVID, that's that's a interesting way to start. Basically, what you guys did now, right. you know. So you guys started dating, and then when did this idea come? to life like for the reptile house like how did that start yeah so when i met joseph he had already had this whole reptile hunter idea this business and i mean it was really in action because he volunteered at a, a local wildlife rehabilitation center and he had the logo he had all these ideas and then when we met we kind of i don't know i i was i've always been interested in kind of like the more entrepreneurship like business side mm-hmm. of things and so i was like oh wait we can actually make this happen let me make you a website Let's get this social media, you know, running. So I, I mean, yeah, he had the skills and the knowledge and I just played a role in more of like the business aspect. Yeah. I I mean, I know nothing about Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) It's an ever changing game. (laughs) Trust me. I know. I keep hearing all this like, oh, it's an Instagram reel. Like I didn't even know what that was until we, you know, we already had 20 of them out. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Nobody cares about pictures anymore. It's it's videos. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with you guys, you know, having wildlife, like people want to see, mm-hmm. see that, you know? Yeah. 
You know, it's an interesting start to you guys' relationship, though. Like, you guys basically start a relationship and then boom. Like, you know, let's do business together. Yeah. <laughs> like, most relationships don't start well, that way. Well, I'll tell you what. Like, uh, you know, I haven't dated around a lot. But, the, mm. you know, the females that I've come across, a lot of them don't have dreams and aspirations. And that's where yeah. Josie really stood out. She was, like, had goals. She had money saved up and, like, mm. is a go-getter. And then, obviously... um, yeah, like kind of kickstarted this business with me. So um, that's what I'm super attracted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's very important. Yeah, you know? that's interesting because <laughs> I was the same way. Like the people I've dated before, Justin, like I've never, I'm, I've always been an achiever and mm. I've never been with an achiever. So that was like mm. really intimidating. I remember like when we first um, started dating, because it was like, oh wait, you want to achieve all these things. I want to achieve all these things. Like, whoa, like this is overwhelming because that was very new for mm. i think both of us yeah um and kind of just like combining our own ideas and and yeah being like oh yeah we can do this and this and that mm. um so yeah you find it better though right because like did you guys ever feel that when you were dating like an underachiever as you could say do you did you feel bored oh, oh yeah because yeah. <laughs> i i think about that sometimes in my own aspect of dating like when oh. I don't meet someone who wants like bigger goals in life, like mm-hmm. it, I feel I get bored. Oh. It, it's so, I guess, mean to say that, but it's true. So I'm curious to see you guys. Yeah, reactions. I mean, yeah, no, totally. I get bored with that, and um, yeah, this has a little bit to do with, I guess, goals, but um, more about just being smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but when yeah. you're dating a not so smart person, it's like, um, you know, where, what am I doing here? Real short story. Um, <laughs> I took this girl out on a date, and okay. this was like kind of right before I met Josie. And uh, I was telling her a story of, of a dive trip, and I had saw an eel in Hawaii. Okay. And she looked at me with this blank stare, and I'm like, "You do know what an eel is, right?" She didn't know. And she goes, "Um, that's the thing with the tentacles, right?" And I just like oh, no. mouth drop, just like, "Oh dear God, let's just go get brunch. Let's go get lunch. Let's just end this as quickly as possible." Oh wow. Yeah. That's so funny. So. I didn't think someone wouldn't know what an eel is. I mean, yeah, I'm not it, a wildlife mean, person, you know, like you guys, but I know what an eel is. Come on. Or the thing with tentacles and octopus. Yeah, Everyone yeah. knows what an octopus is, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I relate to that because I I grew up in a family that wasn't very outdoorsy or super, super adventurous. And Mm -hmm. I just, all I wanted to was like, oh, yeah, I want to do, you know, go get my own kayak and do a kayaking trip or do a bike ride up the PCH. Like, and I have no one to do these things with. Mm -hmm. And I never did until, you know, I met Joseph and I was like, oh, wait, like you want, you're, you like hide, you like these outdoors things outdoorsy things and mm. like i finally have someone to do some, these things with so i think that's why we match touched. yeah mm. <laughs> yellow <laughs> hey i mean you guys are crushing it now so i'm curious you know what was the idea behind like the rehabilitation part you know because um because when i when i looked up you guys's uh website you know in my head i thought in the very beginning like i thought of zoo but mm. i don't think you guys are that though right right um and it's unfortunate i guess that in our life that we're gonna live um you got to be very careful with what you use like the the, the term zoo okay a lot of it's switching over now to sanctuary (laughs) so like zoos are like frowned upon yeah um that's because they just cage up their animals and sanctuary is like oh they this is an animal that is being rehabilitated yeah Yeah. either but it looks sad what's that it looks sad in a zoo it does like yeah well yeah definitely um but yeah so for us um (laughs) I had been a wildlife rehabber at Sunshine Haven Wildlife Hospital in Riverside for going on four years. 
Yeah, I saw um, that. And that's where I gained most of my knowledge and experience with these wild animals. You know, <laughs> as a child, I had reptiles and I was really familiar with snakes and lizards, but with like the wild animals, like the raptors, hawks, owls, and uh, raccoons. Squirrels, and, raccoons, yeah, yeah. All of that native wildlife I had no experience with until this rehab um, center. And so um, I just really gained a, a passion for the animals or the, you know, living organisms that don't have the capability to save themselves. So mm-hmm. like the injured and orphaned animals, um, like possums that uh, are stuck on the side of the road because their mom got hit by a car. Like, you know, they're just yeah. going to fall prey to mm-hmm. a bird or a dog or mm-hmm. something like that or another car. Um, and so I wanted to fill that gap. Mm-hmm. especially in Temecula where they don't really have um, animal control. Um, really? Yeah, and, and it's really sad because people are paying their taxes and so they expect it to be a free service you yeah, know, yeah. or a service that should be provided to them and it's really not. It's kind of iffy. Um, and so Temecula specifically, we're filling that gap. You know, So we're helping the animals, but we're also helping the people, mm-hmm. people with the owl that's fallen out of their tree you know and stuff Mm. like that yeah and we also have the passion just to like take in a a animal that can't survive on its own anymore and use it as a wildlife educator Mm -hmm. um and i think going back to what you said earlier like the difference between the zoos and sanctuaries zoos feels more entertainment focused Mm -hmm. and sanctuaries more education focused and that's always been our primary goal is wildlife education um, because there, yeah, there are a ton of misconceptions out there and we don't want to just be like using these animals as a source of entertainment for people. Yeah. I agree with that. I mean, and you guys are definitely, t- well, at least for yourself, uh, Joseph, like taking that inspiration from like the crocodile hunter. Cause that, I think that was his big thing too, was education. And I, I want to say, I think personally he was like ahead of his time. Oh, I mean, because I, a lot of people weren't doing what he was doing. I think, I think I, there's more now. I think, um, th- I think you're hundred percent right, but I think he was at the perfect time Mm. to do so because even now you'll have PETA and organizations like that talking down on him for what he did 20 years ago. Really? Yeah, because he had a different... Back then in the 90s, in the early 2000s, it was socially okay to go grab a snake and teach people about it. But now you have the the people who are like, oh my God, you're you're, um, infringing on the snake's happiness and, and the rights and stuff like that, which... You know, to, it's correct ag- to an extent. Yeah, I can agree to an extent, but mm-hmm. um, I think it's undeniable that Steve Irwin's passion and enthusiasm, what he did, works because mm-hmm. it worked for me. You know, mm-hmm. because I saw his his uh, episodes on the television when I was a child. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am so in love with animals now. Now I want to do what he did. I want to um, educate people and get other people to save um, and love these animals. And I know that's not just me. There's millions of people around the world mm-hmm. who ag- will agree with me most biologists today are biologists because they saw steve Irwin's documentaries you know what i mean mm. so um so yeah what is the what is the like long-term goal with with this reptile house yeah i mean long-term goal we mm. we want to have our own wildlife sanctuary yeah. full, full-blown yeah we think big so i mean we'll see i mean i, I have no doubt that you know we'll will do something big but we do have really big goals for you know a huge huge sanctuary that um 
yeah, houses tons of different animals, does rescue, um, you know, maybe even has like a little downtown area with like a, you know, pet store or um, like books centered on, you know, wildlife. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine, yeah, we dream big, like she said. <laughs> so, you know, um, definitely focuses on education and research. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know uh, I saw in that post that you put that you guys do, you know, events, schooling. So like, how exactly does that work? Like, how do you how are you getting certain animal animals to there? You know, like yeah, um, what's that look like? So um, we've been doing homeschools mainly right now. Yeah, homeschool that, groups. That's probably just because of COVID reasons. Okay. Um, uh, the homeschool groups tend to be more open um, to having us over, and yeah, so we bring um, about six to ten animals, usually oh, wow. the reptiles. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything from a small rosy boa to a big, you know, eight foot snake that yeah. we have. Um, and usually I'll do a little spiel and talk about the animal and, Hey, this is Alaska. And, you know, she likes to eat this and that, and she lives in the rainforest. And then the kids get to then hold her and touch Mm. her and take photos. And so that's what I think is really important is when kids and even adults have that, um, up, you know, up close experience, personal experience with the animal. Mm. There's been countless times in just the seven months that we've been a business that we've, change someone's completely out complete outlook on like their perspective on perspective animals. on anim- on those animals mm-hmm. so like oh i ew i hate snakes i hate snakes and then five minutes later they have it around their neck and yeah. they're like oh my gosh this is amazing like she's so sweet it's like yeah you know that's, that's mm-hmm. what the whole yeah. point is and all almost all the animals we use are uh rescues i mean mm-hmm. we get calls all the time for sometimes reptiles but honestly any animals like you said earlier like hawks or anything exotic uh you know squirrels or skunks or and whatnot um so yeah it's just wide range all of them (laughs) now um now how do you get so i'm assuming that most of your funding is coming from like these events is is that your main source or is there anything else yeah well that and then the three other jobs (laughs) yeah well yeah so yeah so yeah so talk about that so like that's crazy to work two part-time jobs and a full-time job and do this sanctuary on the side you know most people would be like yo like that is a lot to do like you gotta pick you know you gotta pick one thing and just like stick with it make it that many times like oh my gosh this is too much for you um but i can understand it because it to me i i view that as like a passion towards like what you actually want to do like it sucks that you have to do a lot of that hard work Mm -hmm. to get there but you know i think it's i think it's worth it in the end so like talk about like what you do to like help fund the sanctuary and is it just you two running the sanctuary or do you have other just employees us. yeah it's just Ooh. us so we have a reptile house yeah so, yeah 12 by 20 foot shed we hand built um and that's where we house everyone and it's right mm-hmm. next to right across like where we live so it makes yeah. it easy to care for the animals um yeah and uh, so so yeah i mean i'm working a lot um outside of reptile hunter and that's just because we have goals and yeah. dreams that we want to achieve yeah. soon you know we got this business and it seems to be working out pretty well so like oh my gosh like if we want to keep investing into it mm-hmm. yeah like grow something it. small like stickers you know it's 400 yeah. investment and then t-shirts and you mm-hmm. know website and all that so um and then even the shed you know still needs some upgrading to do so yeah um and food i would imagine food right? the that's animals. the most expensive right <laughs> yeah, yeah all the income we get from the you know events is just supporting us because i mean yeah we're not getting funded to take mm-hmm. in these animals that people are just calling with us you know yeah. we're just we're helping right. them because yeah that's what we are passionate about 
Um, but so we use, you know, the, those monies from the, the parties or the events um, to help, yeah, feed them or take care of them, like get vitamins, you know, medicine, whatever they need and be mm-hmm. able to do that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, yeah, some people I don't think they don't understand that. Um, and I just had a, a instance with somebody who, it was a church, and they they expected it to be for free, and they were all off, off put because it like wasn't an event. For free. Yeah, like they wanted oh. me to be there all day with like two hundred kids, <laughs> and I'm like, oh well, I, I charge three hundred the hour, but you know, I'll since you're a church, I'll just charge three hundred, and you, I'll be there as long as you want, you know. Oh, so three hundred straight, yeah, three hundred yeah. straight, and um, it wasn't good enough, and it's like some of these people don't understand. It's like, no, we're not making, you know, we're basically a nonprofit. We're not making any mm-hmm. money. Um, all the money goes back into the animals to care for the animals. Yeah, we're just attempting um, to break even. I right. mean, yeah, in right. investing in the shed and yeah. At at some point, it would be nice to be funded by like the the county or the city. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other uh, organizations like uh, Animal Control, mostly are are state funded or mm-hmm. cities funded, um, and that's because they provide a service for the for the community, and that's kind of what we're doing now. Although it's coming out of our pocket, we're okay with that just mm-hmm. because, you know what, we're helping out animals, we're helping out the people, and uh, we get to, you know, Film grow Film and this. educate yeah. people on these animals so mm-hmm. close, yeah. Man, that's tough. But I I agree with your, uh, your statement about how people thinking that some of this stuff would just be free because, mm-hmm. you know, it's nonprofit. Most people think, oh, you're not making any money, mm-hmm. so, like, everything is going to be free, but, like, they upkeep in general you know i don't think people think about that that's kind of surprising that even a church would uh would expect something for free because i mean let alone churches they get funding from you know people who go to church right like that's kind of how it works in a way yeah yeah i know i know it's a subject but yeah it's but i think it's something that people just like overlook and they think oh like all right these people are just taking care of animals it's easy blah blah yeah it's all fun yeah 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 it's yeah, all, <laughs> all fun they're playing with animals all day so it's yeah. like oh you know what like yeah they don't need it and we have lots of plans to grow the business you know like with um you know a little bit of, like an online shop um with stickers and, and merch and you know creating educational videos mm-hmm. you know alongside the curriculum for homeschool groups because that's you know a big audience of ours um, but yeah, the outside jobs that are just like, you know, that we're working are simply so we can continue to mm-hmm. grow. Um, it's kind of funny too. Cause I feel like we've come across people who are like, yeah, like I just want to be an entrepreneur. Like that's my oh. goal. I just, yeah. I, it's that's a very what I want trendy to do. word. Now. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well you have to work those basic minimum wage jobs mm-hmm. in order to save up money to, to do those things. So you have to start somewhere like you. There's the bottom for the reason. And, and sure, you don't want to stay at the bottom, you know, mm-hmm. the shame forever. But you you have to start somewhere. You can't just, like, skip to being, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to do this. I'm, yeah. From being in high school to I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. When I graduate, you know. No, I agree. Because I, I think about entrepreneurs who preach about, like, um, like quitting your 9 to 5 job. Yeah. Right? And just starting, like, a business. It's like, all right, that may work for some people. Yeah. But it's not going to work for everybody. Yeah. Because, like, you know, I have brothers who own businesses and... They worked their nine to five job for years before mm-hmm. they decided, all right, Go I can time, I yeah. can cut the ties now. Mm-hmm. I can make enough money doing the business, you know, blah blah. But and a lot and they got a lot of hate for that, mm-hmm. you know, because like, oh no, you just need to go a hundred percent in. But it's like, well, I can't afford to do that right. yet, you know. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people don't think about that. Right. It does make it difficult 
um, just because I feel like the progress of the business moves a little bit slower when we're yes. so busy working. Mm-hmm. So like, I mean, obviously we have to save up, but it is hard to find time together to mm-hmm. uh, film yeah. and yeah, work on you know updates or more ideas and stuff like that like that time is much more limited so i understand like oh going full time like yeah, yeah you could totally amp up your business in a short amount of time um but most of the time especially in our case it's unrealistic yeah i mean if i have a small mo- loan of a million dollars yeah that's what i mean it's like you know if you have the money to like quit your nine to five job right. and do this like all right you know go for it like you said you'll scale up faster but in reality, yeah, it's just not possible for everybody. Yeah, I you mean, I, I am a believer in the, like the idea that work, you will never be rich working for somebody. You mm-hmm. know, you, you want to be your own boss. You want to be in, in the boss of other people. Um, and so that's, you know, at some point I do really hope <laughs> that I can quit all my other jobs. <laughs> yeah, and no, be of course. Reptile Hunter full time. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, the dream. Um, but for now, yeah, you just got to keep keep hustling, keep grinding, you know keep your head up and and just keep reminding yourself a hard work's going to pay off you know? agreed mm-hmm. now i'm curious josephine on uh so i saw the post that you take care of a lot of like the behind the scenes logistics yeah. marketing so do you have any like prior experience in that or it's just like all right i'm learning this as i go the best i can like, yeah so how's that how's it, that for you <laughs> it's okay i've never been a huge social media user myself mm-hmm. um but i was involved in pageantry in high school and that got me familiar with sponsorships mm. so working and collaborating with businesses through social media partnerships and i turned that into my own side hustle i think i was like a junior in high school okay. um where i was working as a social media manager for like a few wannabe influencers slash slash bloggers who were trying to get paid advertisements on social media so i was responsible on their behalf to email businesses and brands if they wanted to you know promote their items on this page and then i got a portion of that Mm -hmm. um so i did i was familiar in a lot of like yeah the collaboration aspect social media posting and so and even though i never really did that for myself um i i really yeah took on that that role so yeah and now there's not a single email or post I can write myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can't. Like, you can't no, touch it. No, you have no. access to the account, but you can't no, touch she, it. She'll have me. Uh, she'll have me write Double it, check and it. She'll just say, "Here, let me let me see this." <laughs> it, it won't even be a single word of mine. <laughs> I yeah yeah. I mean yeah. I'm always into you know just double checking. <laughs> so she's the one behind the camera, basically like posting your reels. Oh yeah. Animals she's, like, she's the one who's. She give you the script to say, or you say no, it yourself. I, I say whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. She's like, don't smile like that. Wait, hold it, hold it close to your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do this, do that. I'm like, okay, yeah. I thought I was the boss. <laughs> now, on top of uh, you know the logistics and marketing behind it, you know, you're also being also being a full time student in psychology. Now, I'm curious, yeah. like, um, how you how you plan to like mix those two, or like, what's what's the end goal here with you know a PhD in psychology? You know, um, when it comes to animals, reptile hunter, you know. All yeah, that. exactly. I've considered, so I definitely, I, my goal is to be a clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like love to work in a clinical setting, uh, doing evaluations on people with undiagnosed mental illness, um, and working that full time would be awesome, especially you know for at least a few years to, because I can save up a lot and then put that into some kind of other area we're investing in. Mm -hmm. Um, Realistically, though, like, yeah, I want to have a family and I, you know, I want to be a mom and and stay at home for some, a little bit of time. Like, um, so I would look into being a part-time professor. Okay. Um, So, yeah, I mean, those don't like super mix, like, obviously, because... That's what I had to ask. I was like, those are 
you know, yeah. two different worlds for sure. Yeah, I mean, psychology is like my own passion and my own dream that I've, you know, I had even before we were together. And I've never been, you know, a huge reptile person. You know, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to live on a farm. I wanted to have the farm animals and live that that kind of lifestyle. But not reptiles. Yeah, but you know, it's okay. I've, uh, I'm open to it now, obviously. But just come over to the dark side. Yeah. Come over <laughs> you, get, you guys have like a favorite animal? I'm curious. My, I think mine's definitely the rattlesnake. It the was, rattlesnake, really? Yeah, it's the first venomous, you know, snake <laughs> that I was able to um, to handle. Um, and well, I, you're actually holding this. Oh yeah, the first time I how do you even a hold a rattlesnake? How does that work? <laughs> uh, very carefully. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I was 13. Um, I think a little too young. I've God, if I heard a 13 year old catching rattlesnakes i'd be like oh, yeah you'd you probably know? freak out any yeah. parent probably would like what well that's the crazy thing is um i didn't tell my parents that i was doing that until oh. after yeah. i had posted a youtube video and, oh. and then um i forgot how but they had seen it and i didn't show them it they had seen it like after the fact mm-hmm. they're like my mom comes home she's like so i saw your video on youtube and i'm like oh god oh no yeah it's better to um beg for forgiveness and ask permission <laughs> i guess in that sense <laughs> Um, but yeah, another rattlesnake. It's I think it's a very beautiful snake. Um, we have it in our backyards, you know, um, yeah. in California, and I think uh, um, there needs to be a lot of respect for them. And uh, yeah, they're just awesome creatures. Yeah, I mean the anti venom still sits in the freezer. Um. Yeah. We, we have. Some <laughs> oh, you guys have anti venom? Oh, yeah. Okay. In case. Yeah. Yeah. Because my anxiety just skyrockets watching him. Like, I'm like ah. handle all that stuff. Yeah, specifically the rattlesnakes. Other ones, that's okay. Like, um, but for me, like, it takes time to. I have to build a relationship with the animal first before I can get really comfortable. Hmm. Um, I just need to know its temperament well. Yeah, she needs to give it a name. <laughs> yeah, and give it a personality. Oh, I do like this animal. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you're trying. To, yeah, you're trying to create an emotional bond. You know, is that that's one thing I've always been curious about. Is like, how does one you know establish basically a bond with a wild animal because you know like you always see those videos of um like just random people right they they've had a like i think the last time the one last one i saw was like some guy had a polar bear yeah. like that was like his pet and i was like how did how did you create a bond with that to make that even happen like that doesn't make any sense to me well i think um I think one is understanding that a wild animal will always be a wild animal. So as yeah. long as you can understand that, being you know a biologist or working with animals, uh, you'll be set. Um, for instance, like we, we rescued this skunk, Pepe, um, and he's a super friendly, adorable skunk. Um, but I did get a, I received a pretty bad bite from him um, a few months back, and that was completely my mistake. Um, you know, so... Y- I think, and this is also um, kind of new to to the scientific world. We used to think that humans were above every every other animal on the planet, and we're yeah. so special. We have a conscious mind. We're self aware. But then now we're starting to realize, oh yeah, an octopus um, has is self aware and super intelligent, and mm-hmm. all these other animals like your dog. You cannot tell me that even you, if you're a dog owner, that that dog doesn't have a personality, is aware mm-hmm. that oh, of its existence and definitely. all that. So when I come across an animal and this is any animal even an insect i see it as another not a human being but another soul that Mm. has you know self-aware it knows it exists it has feelings it has pain and so almost immediately 
I have a bond with that hmm. animal. If we if we're holding something that we think is inanimate, you know, something cold blooded, you know, and I feel like that's what most people think about reptiles and snakes. It doesn't have a mind, you know, it's nothing's mm-hmm. going on in its brain. You yeah. don't want to get close to that. Little thing. kids are like, ooh, yeah. a snake, and it's you know, yeah. Yeah, it looks scary and gross. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but if you understand, oh wait, no, it's actually sweet. It, it actually feels emotions. It feels mm-hmm. pain. It feels you know, it thinks. It knows it exists. It knows when it's hungry. You know. Um, then you can easily make a bond with that animal um, mm. because then there's, um, um, you, you can, um, shoot, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Um, you can not compare yourself, but you can. Um, Have like a common ground, like yeah, a common understanding. Yeah, no, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. You know, you're both, you're both living in time and space at the same time on this planet. You know, you're just sharing this existence together. Mm. Um, I, that's pretty uh, hippie for me to say. <laughs> that, <laughs> it makes sense though. I get it. Yeah. You know, but, even if it's a hippie vibe, it's okay. <laughs> I get it. I mean, for the polar bear that you brought up, you know, um, I wouldn't recommend anyone doing that. It's no. very dangerous. That's um, insane. There's like that bear guy, I forget his name, who was for best friends with a bear for years. It was a grizzly bear. And then one day it just decided to yeah. eat him. Um, and that happens. And um, You get too yeah. comfortable. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's always, I try to tell myself, um, I tend to get really comfortable with rattlesnakes for instance because i know snakes very well i know their body that's behavior. such a weird statement to hear <laughs> you know i can feel i can sense when they're going to turn around you know when what they're i can sense their next move um and that's one thing steve Irwin said he said fear keeps me from making mistakes but i still make plenty of mistakes you know mm. and um i agree with that 100 percent. you know fear keeps me from you know it, makes me respect the animal keeps me from making mistakes but i'm still a human being and if i ever get bit or hurt from an animal it's 100 percent my Your responsibility fault. because it's a wild animal mm-hmm. you know that emotional bond though like i mean you it's with caution mm-hmm. like you taking in rescue animals we sometimes we can't say them sometimes we're giving them and they're just too far gone and all you know at that point we're only responsible for keeping them comfortable giving them yeah helping them to the end yeah um and that's hard you know and i know we talked about this a little bit before but like a lot of people think that you know being you know working with animals every day like oh you know it's so much fun i want to cuddle i want to hold these animals like they're so cute i love them but it's kind of a gruesome job like it's emotionally taxing i mean at least for me who's fairly more newport than you know to it than joseph is mm. um you know losing animals is is hard because yeah you do build relationships mm-hmm. in emotional bonds and you really yeah do see their soul and you know that can be really difficult mm. yeah yeah um we just made a post about it on instagram um but yeah i mean when you when you're a wildlife rehabber um you're surrounding yourself with animals and you're surrounding yourself with life Mm. but indirectly you know life is a part of death and so you tend to surround yourself with death especially when you're rescuing injured and orphaned animals you know it's it's all chance if you know if you can save this animal or if it's too far gone um and so yeah it's definitely a hard job i don't think anyone not everyone can do it um and so that's why when you get a lot of people asking to be volunteers you're like okay how you know do you fully understand what what to expect what yeah. to expect what this job entails like, let me just go socialize with animals mm-hmm. i just want to hold them all day but like you know we're or they it, want a picture for the yeah, for the gram. yeah. It's like, that's not the right it, reason yeah to be doing in reality this. you know we're breeding our rats we're feeding them you know yeah. live rats which is already yeah. gruesome like mm-hmm. they're yeah it's it's a dirty job mm-hmm. i mean picking up poop is one yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i would imagine that would be the part i'd be like no i don't want to do that. <laughs> right yeah if you've ever been pooped on by an iguana it's not a pretty or a muscle on by a snake <laughs> yeah snake wait what kind of snake 
Okay. Musking is a defense the snakes do. If they're non venomous, and a lot of times the musk is just peeing and pooing, it's a horrid It's like smell. a horrid smell. And it, it literally, it's almost like uh, how stunk, skunk uh, s- yeah. s- smell Spur- stays on you. You know, the musk will just stay on you for at least a full day. You oh, know? wow. That happened recently. We just got in, like, <laughs> what, a 12 foot Burmese python yeah. that was like a little bit aggressive yeah. or at least at first and you're holding it and I was like I'm like yeah you smell like <laughs> yeah I smell like snake <laughs> yeah dang okay I mean I've I've only held one snake before like a giant one and it's kind of what we were talking about it was for like a picture and yeah. um, I think I was like 20 or something it was a while back uh if you guys have ever been to Hollywood Walk of Fame like uh-huh. there's always people doing yeah, just random yeah, things right snakes out there too, yeah man. there was a guy with like i don't know like a like like a 10 foot like uh boa mm-hmm. it was a it was a yellow and white one so i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know all the terminology <laughs> here but Albino, yeah okay so uh yeah and i think he was like oh yeah just pay like five bucks and i'll put it around like your mm-hmm. shoulders you know so it's you know lengthwise and like you take a picture so i did because i was like oh man oh man i'll tell you that sucker was heavy though. Oh, i was not yeah. prepared for that honestly <laughs> But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's a different setting for that reptile. Hopefully it's taken care of better yeah. than just being a picture reptile, I right. guess you could say. Yeah, yeah. Carrying them is definitely difficult. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, we take them out to, you know, socialize with them and spend time with them. And sometimes it's hard for me. Like, I can't do it for that long. I'm like, ah, Joseph, come help me. Yeah, it's Cause... so funny. You'll have, like, a five-year-old kid at a birthday party wanting to hold the sna- eight-foot snake all on his own. On his own. And you put it on his shoulders and he just kind of collapses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, I, that thing was heavy for me. And, yeah, yeah so I can imagine for a five-year-old um now what is like your biggest you know hurdle in like so outside of you know your jobs and the reptile house like what is your biggest struggle like in your own personal lives trying to keep basically all this together you know because that's that could be stressful for anybody well i think in our own personal lives i mean as a couple i think making sure we still have quality time for each other is definitely like something that we've had to focus a lot more on um just because you know some oftentimes we're so busy you know coming up with new ideas or working or you know me doing homework like mm-hmm. and the time that we do have together maybe you know we you know we're always coming up with new ideas talking about oh let's do this let's do this instead of just like you know really spending it's never a casual talk it's a work talk. Yeah, yeah i mean so, i mean there, we do still casual talks but like making that a priority has definitely been like kind of a big adjustment because we didn't really have that issue before um you know you being gone you know early in the morning and late at night or me being at school all day like Hmm. um so that's definitely been a struggle um it's definitely you know gotten better and easier to kind of now that we've like adjusted more it's like okay like we're in a better rhythm um but that that is something that you know yeah yeah definitely i mean um i agree 100 percent with what she said but uh i think a little bit on the business side um that i struggle with i tend to is like just staying on track like a lot of times when you're busy and you're working so much, mm-hmm. you know, you're just so focused on, okay, what, just clocked out of this job, got to go to the next one, you know, got to make sure I eat and all that. But then you're kind of forgetting, okay, all the background stuff. Like, um, for instance, I've been talking about building a computer <laughs> to do my YouTube videos and, and whatnot okay. for Months. probably over a year now. Yeah, definitely over a year now. And like just today, I, 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 finally, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I have the money. I'm just going to go out and do it. Like, so it's just kind of keeping on track. Like don't let, um, 
your ideas and whatnot get just like fall un- to the mm-hmm. side, fall under the rug, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard when there's a lot of things that we're working on. I mean, we're current, like, we have the entire, like, the Reptile House is built, like, the outside's done, but the inside, we're, you know, put in insulation and we're working on finishing up the drywall so that we can paint it, put in shelving and stuff like that. Um, so lots of areas of, yeah, like investment, yeah. like you said, that kind of, okay, get put on hold for a little while and let's, let's do right. this and yeah. Kind of managing what's, what's next, what's more important. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I tend to probably, uh, spread myself out a little too thin with mm-hmm. things. And so it's better <laughs> to do things like in chunks, you know, kind of like, okay, you set one goal this week, I'm going to do this, you know, mm-hmm. next week I'm going to do that. Um, instead of, Oh, I'm gonna do it all at you know all at once. You got mm-hmm. so it's definitely hard. Like especially like filming, especially because you know me writing the social media. I'm like, okay, we need, we, I need mm-hmm. you to film. We need you know this time, and, and you have to stay relevant on that part. It's it's frustrating. Yeah, no, yeah, it is. Um, but then like, okay, we need to take this time to you know film a couple of videos at once. Film this for later this week, just mm-hmm. so you know that we can keep up with it. Because when it comes to throughout the week, it just it's go go go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I'm curious, like, so where, where did you get the funding to start? Cause you guys started in March of 2020. Now it was, uh, yeah, did this come out of your own just, personal oh, like yeah, bank accounts we, and you built the reptile house yep. yeah. by yourself. And I'll right? tell you what, we ran straight to the dirt with our bank accounts. <laughs> yeah. Was, we both did. I, there was a time and I can't believe I'm saying this, but okay. I, uh, it's a time right after we, the shed was like kind of just finalizing getting mm-hmm. built and i had like 45 dollars to my name and i it's been years since I, you know probably in high school mm-hmm. when that I had 45 dollars mm-hmm. and i was so broke that my hair was so insane like i had an afro and i was like i need to get my hair cut but i was like didn't even want to spend the money to get a haircut mm-hmm. and, I I going, <laughs> and i'm sitting there at the salon and i'm just like having this midlife crisis when i'm only 21 you know? and you have all this yeah, yeah money that's gone you're like did I make the right move? Uh, yeah. you know, that what I'm thinking? like, oh my gosh, is pursuing your passion not the thing you're supposed to do? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is nice to think back on like, you know, because we we definitely, I would say, I don't know what's traditional in the business world, but like we really just went in head first, yeah. kind of not like, oh, let's research this. Let's hmm. look at, you know, the business life. Like, let's go into, and I'm like, oh, nope, we're moving to Temecula. We're going to yep. do this and figure it out kind of, which was hard because, you know, uh, the Reptile House, we figured would take, what, a week or two to build, yeah, ended up nope. taking a month. Oh, um, you know, yeah, it never in. takes that much. Yeah, time. yeah, it yeah. takes more time than you realize. <laughs> also, like, oh yeah, it's only gonna be a couple thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's being like so much more yeah. than you thought it was. And building we, a 450 foot trench for electricity from you know wow. the property that we're on yep. for the trailer that you know we live in and the and the shed like everything was such a long process and, and not having a construction crew to do it for you you're just so, doing it yourself. that was gonna be my next question i was like how did you guys learn how to do all this stuff on your own like that's I, interesting yeah i'm one of those people who i like to learn skills and trades and stuff like that i think you, anyone could do anything they put their mind to hmm. and i had just surprised myself like last week um there's a problem with the electrical in the shed and i know Almost, I should, probably shouldn't be saying this too because it's probably illegal, but messing with electrical, you know, I had no nothing about. And I'm like, ah, do I cut this wire? Do I not cut this wire? <laughs> it ended up working. So, you know, um, yeah. luckily, um, a few months back, um, when I when we first moved out to mm-hmm. Temecula, I didn't have an actual job. I was working odd jobs with, like, my uncle who does construction. And so I did learn a lot um, from, that. from that. And my dad also is in real estate, so um, I'm always helping him out, fixing up homes and stuff. So... Um, 
so yeah, that's basically where I got the knowledge yeah. to kind of build this uh, raggedy shed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't want to say we weren't like smart with our money, but we were definitely not savvy about it. We said, mm-hmm. okay, well, like we have to get the shed in so we can, because all the animals we had were in Riverside, and we're like we have to get them out to Temecula. We can't keep driving forty five minutes every other from, day. Yeah, to from Temecula to Riverside, oh, and wow. so that was our big goal. So it's like okay, whatever. And then also like we we moved out together, and mm-hmm. so that's costly in itself. We remodeled our nineteen ninety seven trailer that we now live in. You know, live mm-hmm. in the granola life which has been molestic and affordable but still is a lot and it's nice to look back now and be like oh my gosh yeah there was a time when we literally had no money but like we survived we made it and yeah. not too much trauma <laughs> and you know and now we're we're thriving in a way better spot than we were before and definitely yeah. see and you can appreciate that like where you started to where you're at now like it, i think it's good to look back and be like damn like you know because yeah in the beginning when you're starting you're like holy shit like i don't think this is the right idea or i'm not yeah. doing the right thing and now you're here and it's like okay like we did that but hey like this is where we're at now yeah and i think there's this really weird like adrenaline rush or like thrill that came with like oh my gosh like we have no money how are we gonna like survive like, like because it was the first time like we had moved out we you know we weren't living on our parents like and it and it's just like oh well like i don't know we're gonna figure it out i guess somehow yeah. groceries like, what what are those yeah, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> i mean obviously we, were, we yeah. were i mean we were okay yeah. like we yeah. weren't starving but um but yeah just like oh my gosh like well i guess we're gonna figure it out this is what it is mm-hmm. and that kind of newness was exciting in a very weird stressful way yeah um yeah I'm, I, I like to say we're, i'm proud for us for not living the normal like college life where you're just eating ramen every day like we actually ate pretty good <laughs> yeah <laughs> we had zucchini and rice you know so we ate healthy um, yeah i don't know why college students like just buy ramen it's like you could i'm sure you can buy a little bit more i mean they're like, basically yeah. throwing fruit and vegetables at you at the grocery store so you're 75 oh, yeah. cents take an apple you know? <laughs> or even like, uh or even like some colleges they have like pantries like they got good stuff in there yeah. sometimes so like right. if you want to go get it go get it i feel <laughs> but i feel like that pantry stuff is like People don't want to go towards it because it's like pride. Yeah. Like, I'm taking yeah. handles. It'll take it if you need it. Yep. You know, yeah. you, you don't have to live on ramen. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I'm curious, actually, since we are talking <laughs> about ramen in college, like, you know, for your college education, like, I'm curious, like, did you did you take out a loan or did you are you paying for it on your own? So I'm paying for it on my own. Um, I don't respect because quali- that's what I'm doing. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I don't qualify for financial aid really? due to my parents' income. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, I mean, community college, I finished. You know, I paid that off, so that wasn't a big deal. It's really but cheap. Yeah. So, um, and I've gotten a lot of scholarships. Um with community college and so yeah now i'm finishing two years at cal state san Bernardino, um mm. and all of that will be on loan some unsubsidized some subsidized so mm. but um i'm hoping to you know pay that off short not too long hopefully mm. um i did just apply to a big research scholarship so i'm still waiting to hear back on that um and that covers like 50 percent of the tuition so oh, fingers crossed yeah. um really is really awesome opportunity so you know finding extra resources is mm-hmm. very helpful and i'm looking at schools that provide uh fully funded phds um so that you know i'm not in you know a ton of debt now i'm curious uh so I know you work in, uh, I hope I say this word right, because Apo- I, the apothecary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, local apothecary, yeah. A local apothecary. <laughs> now, I did research it because I didn't know what that word was, and it, it said something about medicine and drugs. Am I on the right path here, uh, or no? A little, uh, the holistic vibe, yes, but okay. um, it's bath body. Uh, oh, so it's like, okay. yeah, lotions and soaps and candles. It's like 
anything that smells basically okay i see yeah, yeah. when i researched it said yeah medicine and drugs i was like is she like a pharmacist no. how is this working exactly <laughs> so, yeah so i just work there part-time um and then yeah i'm i'm full-time at school so um it's you know still a lot but but it works because you know just working a lot too so mm. that it helps kind of balance that out while i'm in school for now now when you guys actually step away from it all to take a moment like what what are the fun things you guys actually like to do no animals no, <laughs> you know, no animals i know that's your passion for sure but like you know there's always you always got to break away from like right. your passion in a way yeah. to just kind of recharge retool you know um, so like what is yeah something me, you guys like to do well for me um i was uh, for, unfortunately i'm not able to do it uh, i haven't been for the past few weeks but mm-hmm. um just going on my surfboard you know and just going surfing i was gonna know, say the beach the beach, the beach. <laughs> yes. um, just being in the water and it's so quiet and just you know beautiful waves and all that kind of clears my head i'm also used to be really big into climbing mm. that was my mental escape um i i wish i was still able to do that now um but i hope i plan in the future to to keep going with climbing i think yeah. it's very we um, both have all of our gear to do I know. it we spent like hundreds of dollars on gear and and then and then we moved um yeah no we i think we both like to be in the outdoors and, and stuff like that yeah um i mean we love road tri- i love road, tri- road trips mm-hmm. and traveling and um yeah going to the beach is super fun those like if we have a free day together we will go to probably go to the beach get some boba <laughs> um yeah i think it's important you take that break from basically uh what people would call chaos for you for you too yeah. all the stuff you guys are doing you know um a lot of hard work for sure but going forward i think you guys will, i think yeah. you guys will pay off in the end i think the chaos uh, keeps my keeps me mentally sane <laughs> it, keeps me, it keeps you mentally yeah, sane. It keeps, not really. me. <laughs> it keeps my brain busy or else i'd be up to no good probably yeah. mm. <laughs> so you're one of those people it's like all right i gotta keep busy to stay to stay out of trouble, pretty right. much. No. I know some people like that. <laughs> Not really. But yeah. <laughs> we're, I mean, we're trying to plan a road trip for January, just debating where we want to go. Mm. We went on one last December. Um, we did, like, Oregon, Montana, nice. up uh, Wyoming, and Zion. Like, we did a week and a half road trip, and that was super fun. So yep. hopefully coming up, maybe probably something a little bit smaller, but because it's hard to take off, like, work, find yeah. someone to take care of the animals, That's, you know. I would say that would be your biggest hurt of the animals, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now Are we you, got basically we call them our kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you feed the kids yet? Yes, I did. Yeah. Um, how many? Now I'm curious. We'll go with that term. How many kids do you oh actually gosh. have? Like, right. how many do you house? I mean, it, it depends on what you count. Yeah. For counting, like you all know, of the, our tortoises. Or, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We I got, don't know. You, you count what you want. Yeah. I don't know. So. I would say thirty low. low yeah, I was gonna say twenty-five to thirty. Yeah. Okay um which isn't bad actually before i was expecting more i'll be honest yeah. so that's not bad i feel i feel better about that number for you guys <laughs> before i uh, met josie i was uh i worked at a, a pet shop in riverside uh, and i was like the reptile guy there obviously and um this is when i was also doing the rehab work at the, at the hospital Haven. right yeah. yeah i saw that um so at that time my mom basically gave me like the whole garage to <laughs> Or I don't think she gave it to me. I just took, took it over. It. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I had up to like 40 to 50 reptiles all in there that I had rescued and I was rehabilitating. Uh, and that all came out of my pocket as well. So I've been doing this for a while. But yeah, right now I think it's a manageable amount of animals. It is. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you have reptiles that only need to be fed once a week. That's helpful. Yeah. I That's mean, true. obviously like we spend time with them and care for them, but like... The, you know, feedings is helpful because that takes a long time to, mm-hmm. you know, go through everyone, have every 
one on a schedule. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, you have, like, the tortoises or uh, the skunk or, you know. The, the chickens. The chicken, yeah. The rabbits. And the, the, the skunk I'm fascinated by because my grandma used to have one when she was a kid. Like, that was her, like, oh, pet, wow. basically. So, are they, are they uh, what's the word? My grandma's was, it didn't have the... Scent glands. Yeah, yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah. I knew I was in the right area. Like, it didn't have that anymore, so they didn't have it to worry the, about uh, that. Gesture yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was I was trying to think of the word. I knew it was there, but I was like, ah. Uh. So yeah. are yours, you know, like, yes. deglanded, I guess? I don't so, know if that's the right word, but... Pepe, um, which we named him Pepe before we knew of Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what I thought of <laughs> yeah. when you said Pepe. I was like, oh, the cartoon, that's but now that you reverse it. Everyone says, oh, my God, like the cartoon. Yeah. I guess we're too young to get that, right? Yeah, no, we totally... I yeah, I think you guys young. are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyways, he was um, illegally bred in captivity and sold to someone in, oh, wow. in California, which is illegal. Um, and someone had reached out to me. Um, they were trying to get rid of it. But you can't just kind of give rid... You can't give it to anyone, mm. just anyone. Um, although they didn't have the permit for it either. Um, so I said, oh, I'm... I'm technically able to so I'll, t- I'll take it off your hands um and yeah so those skunks who are bred in captivity they're typically uh they scent glands are removed really young okay um so he doesn't remember <laughs> he doesn't remember no he yeah. doesn't remember but he does try to use it and actually today I, I took him out when i was going to feed him and he turned his he'll still turn his butt towards you and uh lift up his tail lift up his mm. tail and then he even like he let out a little fart <laughs> like right in my face so he does like the gesture but nothing, yeah nothing he wants to try he, but... he tries real hard um and then uh yeah but he's he, sweet i mean he was definitely not socialized i mean i would say borderline neglected um mm. from his previous owners and so we've you know worked really hard with him to socialize and work with him so that he i mean obviously yeah he there wasn't many attack there when yeah you got your fingers munched on you munched on a little bit but mm. now um yeah now he's doing so much better mm-hmm. we, we do hope um really soon that we can take him to to shows with kids and stuff like that yeah and um, just use him as a wildlife educator because not a lot of people see skunks up close and no, they don't always not. yeah kind of know what they look like or you know more information about them so we're hoping to kind of provide that yeah i'm, I'm really hoping to um not only just do reptiles like that are around the world that's kind of what we have we have chameleons we have bearded dragons we have uh, mm-hmm. boas that are they're all from different parts of the planet but i also would love to be um an educator a wildlife educator on like our local animals that you can see in your backyard like yeah. mm. possums or skunks the owls and the hawks um and we do definitely put an emphasis on that right like yeah the native mm-hmm. yeah mm. yeah i think that would be kind of a niche little um business to do for schools or do for public events is like oh this is like we have a group of animals that are uh, socialized and um they will obviously be animals that can't be released um, yeah so they're animals that that was gonna be my next question like right. do you release any of your animals like once they've you know right. come back to i guess life in a way 100 percent. yeah so um as a wildlife rehabber your goal is to feed clean and provide safety for that animal mm-hmm. um and then release it so you don't want to domesticate it and that's a huge um misconception with people who want to volunteer like oh my gosh i want to snuggle with the raccoon or whatever but it's like actually that's not part of the job that's against mm-hmm. the whole purpose of it now um when you have an animal that can't be released like pepe like pepe because yeah. he was bred in captivity mm-hmm. so he can't legally be released yeah he can probably survive on his own but within legal um, regulations you can't so hmm. so it's either at like at the wildlife hospital that i used to work at um they weren't um suitable or able to have um to keep animals as public educators 
Um, now when I worked there, they were hoping in the future, they, they knew I was really good with kids and, and doing the public outreach. They hoped to at some point have animals um, that couldn't be released and use them as wildlife educators. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what I'm just mm -hmm. doing on my own now. Um, so for instance, like we had this red-tailed hawk, Bonnie, um, which was an orphaned bird. Her nest had blown down in the wind. And so we took her in, we fed her and, you know, we didn't really socialize with her. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, she did great. We, when she was old enough, we let her fly off and mm -hmm. she, she flew off wonderfully and she'd actually stayed around for like the next five days or so would check in on us and whatnot. Oh, nice. mm -hmm. And then one day, you know, she just disappeared and hopefully found a mate and whatnot. So, so yeah, the, yeah. the whole purpose is to not domesticate them keep yeah. them wild and release them because that's that's where they're supposed to go that's their home they're, yeah, they're it's natural yeah. they to, need to provide for the ecosystem and whatnot to uh, release them or at least adopt them out because like yeah. you know when we're sometimes we're given uh like we have i think like four beer dragons right yeah, now we got too many. yeah and <laughs> sometimes like um you know a couple of them that we have like there's you know they might need some fixing up like they were neglected like they weren't in a suitable environment or mm -hmm. maybe underfed or, or any kind of issue so our job is just fix them up and then you know adopt them out to a home that wants to take care of them and obviously provide the education about how to care for them yeah and that's something that often happens like in pet stores and stuff people are just like, yeah i want a snake like you yeah, know i want an iguana and they don't know how to take care of it right. and then yeah they end up back in our hands <laughs> right yeah i would say <clears throat> I would say going into like a pet store, like snakes and all that stuff. I stay away from them because, like, not in general because, like, mm -hmm. I'm scared of them, but like to have them as a pet. Yeah. Just because, like, I know I'm not going to be able to take care of it, like, the way uh, I, I need to, you know? Because, like, I had a cousin uh, who had, like, a boa. Um, I can't remember how, how big it was. It was a female. But eventually, like, she had to give it away. Um, and I think it was to, like, a wildlife uh, organization like yourself because she just couldn't take care of it, like, the yeah. way it needed, you know. And it was in a really small, mm. you know, tank, which sucked because it was big, mm -hmm. you know, or, or yeah, it got bigger. And I was like, I think it needs more space, you know. And she was like, yeah, I, I think it does, you know. But or people don't struggle with to feed them because obviously <clears throat> you're feeding them, you know, mice and, yeah. and rats and... You know, so we have seen, like, some that, you know, people just kind of stop feeding them for a few months. And, yeah. the, and the snakes can survive, you know, months without eating. But, I mean, obviously, you can tell by just looking That's at them and their behavior that, yeah, they're hungry. And mm. Working in the in the pet trade, because um, I work at another pet store in Temecula right now. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, you get the customers who come in who are like, okay, I'm going to buy an animal today. Um, I'm like, okay, well, what animal? I don't know. You know, just I just, an I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna <laughs> take home pick a reptile. one. You know, it's like, oh gosh, like not, you know, not one of these customers because <laughs> they don't, they don't do the research. They, you know, and now it's my duty as best as I can to try to, to help them before they go out the door to educate them, inform them on, you know, and then it, you know, tends to be the same type of customers who don't want to spend the most amount of money. Mm -hmm. So they'll buy an expensive animal, then they don't want to spend the money to provide the proper enclosure for it. Yeah. But there are those few customers and I am so like, it just <laughs> energizes me so much. You when, get excited. When a little kid comes in uh -huh. with like their mom or dad and they're like, okay, we're going to buy a bearded dragon today. We're looking for one. I'm like, okay, well, um, have you done your research? And they're like, yes. And then, like the kid knows everything. everything. <laughs> they come with like fact sheets and like exact, they know exactly which products they need. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you are awesome. <laughs> you know, yeah. like yeah. we need more people like you. The mm -hmm. amount of reptiles we get with metabolic bone disease oh, yeah. because, um, what is that? it's basically like a bone disease where their bones turn to mush from lack of calcium and vitamins. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, it's, we have like 
three or four animals right now that we're working with that have that disease. Yeah, their spines are totally bent. Like, it, it's terrible. It's mm-hmm. so sad. Um, you know, their their hands are flipped because their bones are just mm-hmm. gone. They're, like glass, they're mush. Yeah. That's just because they didn't get fed enough, calcium. right? It's calcium. So a lot, most animals actually in the wild receive calcium through eating bones and, and like kind of get uh, digesting minerals. Yeah. Um, so it's actually, I was listening to another podcast like yesterday about possums and and they're talking about met- metabolic bone disease that exists in reptiles and mammals and they said how oh, there's never been a case of a wild a possum having metabolic bone disease it's only the ones in captivity the ones that are oh, um, kept as oh. pets that have these um problems is because their diet and nutrition isn't as um diverse or isn't the mm-hmm. proper um as it would be in the wild mm. so yeah, yeah they're not in their natural environment right. yeah hmm i mean you know, I think, yeah, like you said, I think a lot of people need to do like their research on when you go down the road of where you're not getting the normal pet anymore. You know, the only road I ever went down was was birds, actually. Oh, cool. I had um, it was it was a while back. I had um, one of the blue like parakeets. Sweet, it, it was yeah. a male, uh, and it took me forever. It took me. I it, it took me at least two months because I wanted to like. I didn't want it to just stay in its cage right. like the entire time, right? So eventually I did my research and I found out that like, you know, uh, certain steps that I had to do each week to basically get it to like come out of the cage and just like chill in the home or whatever. And eventually like it worked and it's kind of funny. Like I ended up calling it kind of like my dog because uh, it turned into that kind of like right. uh, I lived in an apartment and it like would fly out of the cage and then it would just walk. It didn't fly anymore in the house. It would just walk. So, like, I had stairs, you know, to the second floor, and it would, like, jump each step to get to the second floor. I don't know why it didn't fly. Its wings were fine, but, like, yeah, it just hopped from step to step to get to the second floor. I guess it was was interesting. mimicking you or something. Like, oh, this is what my my buddy does? I don't know. It was interesting. And then, like, yeah, it would, like, sit on my shoulder, like, if I was watching a movie, and it would just sit there. Like, you know, it took me, like, two months for that to happen, you know, because of the first, like, I think week. Um, it would just like freak out in the cage. Like if I got close to it, you know, and like eventually it just got used to it. But, um, and going in, like, I didn't know much about birds, you know? Um, but once I got them, I was like, all right, I got to do like the proper things. Cause this right. was totally new compared to dogs. Right. You know, dogs are, dogs are less complicated. Oh yeah. yeah. Totally. You know, <laughs> you guys have any non-complicated animals or no? Not at the no. moment. At no, the moment. I want one. I you wanted, want yeah, I've, I've wanted a dog for a long time, but I mean, we'll probably wait a little bit longer. Yeah. I mean, it's already hard enough with the animals yeah. we do have and yeah. I had, I had somebody, um, last month contact me trying to, um, hand over a full bred wolf. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Which is illegal. Um, so you need the wolves are my favorite animal. That's, <laughs> no, that's crazy. Wow. Super cool. Um, but you know, that's a huge, are you uh, set up for something like that? Exactly. No. no, we're not. And no. so the other thing is like, yeah, you would, I mean, we're on a huge ranch, so that's a, a plus up from being in an apartment, yeah, <laughs> which yeah. it was in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also like the time of having a dog. That's a whole nother, um, animal that you need to spend lots of time with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, fortunately right now we have the perfect amount of animals and type of animals that we can give them the time that we're able to give them. Mm-hmm. Um, a dog is a whole nother level, which is so funny because of the most like domesticated. Yeah. And Cause like, obviously yeah. a dog would stay like stay with us, like inside the trailer. It's, yeah. it's kind of a small area and it gets hot in the afternoon when we're at work in there. Like, so it's yeah. just not doable for our living situation right now, but yeah. definitely in the future. Like, I mean, 
the the next step is hopefully being on our own property because we're on rented property right now okay um and then yeah having a, a tiny home Mm. so doing that and that will give us that will definitely be a step up from a trailer i mean <laughs> i mean everyone like from the outside you're like oh my gosh how do you live in that it's so small but i mean once you're inside it it's pretty spacious yeah. <laughs> well, oh, it's actually not too bad my yeah. brother lives in montana and, okay uh, and uh <laughs> he visited us for the first time in the trailer this summer and i he he had this whole preconceived like idea, idea <laughs> in his mind of what it was going to be like and he never expressed it to me until after he was like thinking in his mind it's like oh joseph what are you doing what are you doing like a moldy <laughs> trailer yeah, like in a yeah raggedy trailer and he and then he comes in he's like oh this is actually really nice <laughs> you guys set it up pretty well <laughs> yeah lots, lots of my little interior decor touches um but but yeah it's not like well, what a lot of people picture, you know, on the side of the road. I know. <laughs> I Everyone has that misconception. Yeah. Um, I know you talked about, you know, socializing with your animals. So I'm curious, like, you know, how many hours a week do you have to do that? Like, you know, like what's your what's your timeline? Well, definitely um, I give most like just like an hour each morning to feed and run through all that. So even just the feedings takes some time. And then it's the medications. And I have like a, you said that... Um, for animals with metabolic bone disease, so sometimes mm. they need um, a routine each morning to electrolyte bath, electrolytes, or, calcium yeah. bath. Uh, electrolyte bath, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I have a chameleon. It's a panther chameleon, which is a very delicate animal um, that needs. I need to inject food into him every morning, um, give him a bath every morning. You know, all this type of stuff. Um, so then there's that, and then there's like Pepe, which is he needs to be fed every morning and whatnot, given mm. water, but it's also that's an animal that we need to spend time with to socialize. So mm-hmm. um, taking them out in the evenings is kind of what yeah, we usually do. Yeah. Um, the good thing is like, well, reptiles are loners. I mean, yeah. they, yeah, they that's are. why I was curious about the question. Socializing. So I was like, reptiles, they'll chill on their own. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're happy to be left alone. And yeah. They don't need a partner. They don't, a lot of people yeah. ask, Oh, does it need a friend? No, <laughs> it doesn't need a friend. Um, yeah. but like, for instance, we got that 12 foot Burmese Python mm-hmm. who is definitely a rescue. He, probably was never really handled mm-hmm. by a human um so when i bring him out initially he's very um, defensive defensive and he's like uh, unsure about it but the moment i got him out then he's he's super fine and he's chill so that's my newest project is kind of working with him um trying to spend get him more comfortable right get him used to being uh, handled um, by people because if he would be a beautiful and awesome snake to have um with children and educational stuff because i mean he's such a big snake people are just like oh my yeah. gosh it's so or cool. even like the educational presentations we do at like farms and stuff like those are always nice because they're like con- sit down controlled settings mm. rather than when we were with like the homeschool groups you know you have kids running up and yeah. it gets a lot yeah. more chaotic so we definitely both need to be there but um but yeah so i mean some of them the like you said reptiles are fine but like someone like yeah that uh python like needs a little bit of Needs a little bit of love. Mm, needs a little bit more love. <laughs> yeah. Now your events is that mainly on the weekend, or do you have events during the week? Luckily, Considering your guys' crazy schedule. Yeah. Right. Luckily, it's been on the week. It's been like almost Saturdays all the time. Yeah. That's which good. is great. And our jobs are flexible to yeah. be able to take off too. But. Yeah. Um, it would be really great. I mean, if they started popping up in the weeks and the weekends, because I'm like, yeah. okay, well, if this is going to start providing more money, then mm. I can maybe quit one of the jobs or <laughs> two of the jobs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, luckily they've been falling on this on the weekends, which is I guess more helpful. Birthday parties happen to be on the weekends. Yeah, yeah most or just of the time. like homeschool groups. Apparently, like they always meet like Thursdays and Fridays, Thursday and which Fridays, is always yeah. nice too. So, um, 
So, yeah. I mean, we do have a good amount of events stacked up for October, which is surprising because, you know, it's not really, I don't know, snake season's kind of over. Um, what kind of events you have planned for October? Like, so next week we have a homeschool group. Right? Yeah, we have yeah. two homeschool homeschool groups, um, oh. which are which are always fun because they're more they're very educational. You can talk about food webs and mm-hmm. rattlesnake safety and kind of elaborate on those things more. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's a birthday party, they don't really want to be taught anything. <laughs> they just want to. They hold just want to hold yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the parties definitely like you know we they help us for sure. Like obviously we have to find a way to you know support ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but the educational like events are definitely bring us more joy those are the ones that you're more excited about you okay oh yeah yeah i don't know this is this chair was squeaking oh no that's fine that's fine um but the the educational that's those are the ones that you're more excited about because you can actually talk about more basically what you're into yeah right no totally spread the word exactly exactly now uh so i'm curious you do you guys have uh an llc for this reptile house Currently in the works. Currently in the works, <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, right now we're just like under a general like general partnership business. Okay. Um, but yeah, this month we're focusing on like the insurances and trying mm-hmm. to get the right policies has been kind of hard um, so that, yeah, we can be an LLC for sure. Yeah, because I, I would assume you guys need some kind of insurance to take animals to events, right? Because right. if someone gets hurt right. somehow, like you guys are liable, right? I guess, I mean, technically, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so, so yeah, we don't need the insurance, like, right now just to do the parties. Mm -hmm. um, But it is, like, helpful in the case something that would happen, which is, like, why we're, we're, it's, it's almost there. We're, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, the other thing is, like, um, we're thinking about doing, like, a contract type of thing where they sign, like, a liability contract before we get there. Mm -hmm. Um, We did an event in Pomona at a farm where they had us sign one. Oh, so wow. it, it's yeah. different every kind of time. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, like, we haven't had any issues before because we, like, we are 100% sure and confident in all the animals that we do bring that yeah. they they have good temperaments because, like, normally, especially with reptiles, like, their temperaments don't change. Like, mm. you know, you think, like, oh, I might get really mad or not. Like, normally, it's a very yeah. balanced temperament. They're either, like, pretty sweet, mellow, or they're very alert and, yeah. you know, anxious. Mm. Um, so, but, yeah, that's something that's, like, our really our next... Mm-hmm. Next big step. Goal. Yeah, yeah. It just it's very costly because yeah. we are working with animals, and you know we trust these animals. We have a relationship, but obviously, current insurance companies mm. don't think that right. you know. So right. no, they see a wild animal, they're like, yeah, something's gonna go. Yeah, some yeah, exactly. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then now the reptile hunter, the reptile house. Is that something you guys have already owned, like name wise, like name rights? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, it's so funny. Because, uh, like I mentioned earlier, I'm really horrible with, like, technology and Instagram, all social media. Yeah, so what I get I, it. So, what I started doing was when, like, new apps would come out, I'd, like, make an account and take <laughs> Reptile Hunter. Like, make sure I had it. Make and sure you had it, And it, yeah. before anyone else could take it. I think it. you had the TikTok, TikTok Reptile TikTok, Hunter name, yeah. like, for, what, a year or two before never I ever... Posted yeah, a video never posted Yeah, never even went on it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but you got it yeah. if you need it. And yeah. you should probably post on TikTok. I mean, no, we do. That's one of the we bigger now. platforms now, which is nuts. But Yeah, I'll have coworkers randomly say, like, oh, my God, I saw your, your TikTok video. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... Oh, that's crazy. Like, that's crazy to me. And then 
it's also crazy because we post more on Instagram anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, are you sure it was in the Instagram? I'm like, no, it's TikTok. And then so like right <laughs> after that, I'm like, Josie, we need to, we need to post more on TikTok. Like, yeah. It's working. You know? no, it is. I think it's um, Instagram. I think only got bigger now because they started like the reels thing. They so want to become more of a video focused app. Yeah. So yeah. they're like trying to compete with TikTok. But I think TikTok is definitely still the biggest one. Yeah, and for sure. I never thought I would use it. And I use it now for this show because I just realized like everybody's on there. Because yeah. it used to be like, all right, if you're old, like you just don't use it, right? Mm. And it was all the young people, but now everybody uses it. It's like yeah. it's a valuable tool. It's a big upkeep though. Like so, I yeah. mean, I haven't gotten like we're not that invested in TikTok where like I will like make sure like oh let's use this sound because yeah. it's trending or this will help. Um, and more of our videos are educational based, like a, a quick little twenty second clip of an animal and talking about it and so the reels that we post on instagram i really just transfer those to tiktok oh yeah um because you know that's just easy that, but that's okay though that you're staying like in the educational route because that's what you guys want yeah and and you really need to build your own uh niche because mm-hmm. i feel like when a lot of people are it i don't so if you guys watch tiktok at all right, yeah <laughs> it it kind of it kind of sucks when you see like 20 videos that using the same uh same audio same sound and it's it's literally just a different person doing like the same thing yeah so like i feel like those people won't grow as much you know but if you find a niche and you're good at it and um yeah and i think you're providing an education i think that's where you'll grow yeah compared to just doing what the trend is i guess you could say it's funny because like um i've been scrolling on instagram more recently than before just because we have more activity mm-hmm. on instagram yeah and i'll go and explore and there'll be uh, the, the reels and it's more animal based because that's my feed i guess mm-hmm. um and yeah it learns what you yeah. like and yeah. it just shows algorithm. you yeah, yeah algorithm yeah um, which, yeah and it will be like a reel of just like just five seconds of like a snake slithering and then it's got like all these thousands of views i'm like well that's insane because you know like yeah if a, if a video like that can get views then a video of like me you know educating someone yeah. on, on the snake or something i feel like should go much more farther than you know yeah so there I think is a, a little bit of like a sign not to get into too much of a social media talk but there is a little bit of a science behind it there and is. i know like you're more not <laughs> socially <laughs> social media savvy as much yeah, totally. but like for instance like the shorter sounds like seeing a, a snake slither like you said and that's the whole video it has a huge um caption yeah. so people read it and so oh. and for instagram reels they don't you don't pause the video they just keep playing so you rack up mm-hmm. more views while oh, someone's reading the captions i see so we yeah. don't do that because i i mean yeah we could you know do a super long caption that's informational but like we, I mean, I don't know. We're doing educational videos of these animals and doing voiceover. Does that make yeah. sense? No, that's funny. So people I, watch it once. Every time you make a caption, I just don't think they're reading it anyways. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> well, they don't read it because we have voiceover. I think it's fifty-fifty. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm like, I never read anyone's caption. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it. It's a really hard game to play because like some people will read the caption, some people don't because like they just don't want to read, right? right? Yeah. And then if you have like too long of a video, people don't want to watch the whole right. video because. It, yeah, it's a game, man, because, like, there's so much out there to watch. Like, I'm sure you guys aren't yeah. the only people posting mm-hmm. about reptiles yeah, or stuff, yeah. right? I'm sure there's tons of other people. So it's like, yeah, you just got to find a niche. Like, what makes you better than, like, the other person? Right. Like, mm-hmm. what what makes them want to watch? And, like, it's – I don't think it's ever going to end. I think you always got to keep yeah. learning and adjusting to the new mm-hmm. thing or whatever. You yeah. know, because I know Instagram changed their whole – yeah it, like, it is a lot of work and sometimes i'm like you know we're gonna just i'm not gonna worry about like oh let's try to you know get a ton of views by doing this super short video yeah. or this trendy sound i'm like you know what we're just gonna do this educational reel and call it a day like i 
it i mean it's a priority for us obviously like instagram mm-hmm. but like it's not that much where i'm gonna spend you know a ton of time like right. you know trying to make sure like oh my gosh we could do really well like on this video yeah. like you know you're know, like okay send it out there like See i think it's it good goes, yeah because yeah. i'm sure you know for you like being the marketing side of this like you can post something right gets gets like a mm-hmm. good amount of checks and right and then you post maybe something else like this like later in the day or maybe mm-hmm. the next day at the same time and it, it has like low yeah like yeah. uh you know views or something it's like uh, what the hell happened like right. it's weird yeah it's just funky <laughs> like we yeah. had we had a what was our most viewed one it was something like not even it was junie the, Fal- the falcon oh, the, okay that was kind of a yeah cool we animal. released it yeah but like we then we're gonna do we're all very excited to do pepe and he's getting a bath, which is like, oh, like, oh my gosh, like all these like that would be cute to girls. watch. Yeah. yeah, that would be yeah. yeah those cat moms are all gonna be obsessed with it, you know. <laughs> and then he got like really low, and I was like, oh, Pepe, like, poor guy. Like, we hyped you up for nothing. Yeah, it's okay. It, it flops, man. It, it's okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And unfortunately, you know, with the business, like you just have to have a social media. Yeah, it, it's not going away. Yeah, so. you have to have social media because no one. No one knows who you are as a business if you don't have it. No it one looks up websites no. that much. The newspaper. Yeah, everyone goes to Instagram. It's funny that you say that, though. Nobody uses uh, the internet. It's funny. Before you guys got here, <laughs> I went to Google, and I typed in Reptile Hunter, and you guys actually came up first, which I was like, Woo-hoo! oh, wow, that's actually pretty impressive. <laughs> no I was like, way? Really? Yeah, I really typed in Reptile Hunter, and the first thing that came up was reptile hunter temecula and okay, it was your yeah. website first and then it worked hard on the ceo the so, Instagram. Thank you. <laughs> so i was wow. i was pretty impressed i was like wow because you know i'll have other guests on and like maybe i'll google something real quick to just see like mm-hmm. what pops up and i might have to do a little bit more digging yeah. right yeah. but you guys popped up pretty fast i was like I mean, wow okay pretty efficient no okay. <laughs> i mean i mean i have the website up right now and i'm uh, looking at it, i'm like well it's like will, it came up in the very beginning yeah well know? that's good that's exciting here i will say the website looks much better on the laptop than it does on the phone because yeah. mobile website design is yeah not it's, fun. it's tricky yeah so i'm just you know, oh well but especially if you're trying to fit everything in that you want yeah it, yeah it gets small and not making it one super long scroll is a hassle but. you know it's funny that you mentioned that you sent me a picture because i see the website that's you yeah. sent me right in the back <laughs> that's pretty funny yeah right? that was uh that would make sense almost the same yeah same yeah i think it's the what is that uh not bridal falls i think that one in the corner is, is that Angel Falls? I don't know. Is it Angel Falls? I don't know. Maybe not Bridal. It's the one that you literally just like walk to on like a concrete path. It's real right. short. Um, but I don't want to say I, it's Bridal. I do know Capit- El Capitan and you got uh, Half Dome in the back. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tried the rock climbing of that since you're into the climbing? Oh, it's a dream of mine. Yeah. I mean, I'm no Alex Honnold, but I, oh, God. I would love to. <laughs> that, uh, that fool's insane. Yeah, no, he There's is. There's no way I would want to do That's the guy who does freehand, right? Free solo, yeah. No, that's yeah. insane. There's yeah. no way. I'm scared. Of, so I've done it before, like rock climbing in general, but uh, there's no way I wouldn't do it with gear. Without yeah. gear. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I no don't way. know if I'd let you, you do that without gear. Cause. I don't care how good you are. It's <laughs> yeah. like, nah, I'm good. So I'm curious, you know, um, I guess this is more of like an individual question for each of you. You guys okay? Yeah, yeah just, got, just got notifications apparently on our phones. So oh, it's okay. No, no, no. Didn't want to. Uh, hey, you, you guys <laughs> got you guys got a chaotic life, business, all this. No, so. I was more worried about the notification on the phone. No, podcast. you did. <laughs> I uh, those sounds are, are bound to happen. It's fine, man. You know, it's a, uh, it's uh, I'm glad you guys took time out of your busy day or your busy chaotic life here to you know yeah. do a podcast. Oh, this so. is exciting. It's okay. yeah. For us it's exciting to be on a podcast. <laughs> like, I love listening to them so I'm like, oh my gosh, when I'm doing one. There you go. Um so I guess this is more like maybe an individual question for each of you. Um and you could 
some people do a personal and like a business or a career, you know, okay. uh, answer, or they do both. You know, like so, what does like success mean to each of you individually? You know, because uh, obviously you guys both have, I guess, different career goals. You know, you yeah. have the reptile house as a business, but you want to be your reptile hunter full time. Then you have your psychology, you know, path. So obviously you guys have different career, you know, ideas. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, you already said it, and I, I'm a huge believer that everyone has their own form of uh, success. Success is uh, relative. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, for me, it's definitely um, being able to, um, if I can have someone who is either afraid of this animal or is uneducated about the animal, and if I can get that person by the end, end of the day to love an animal mm-hmm. or all animals and want to save that animal, um, then that's success for me. And if I can uh, somehow make a living out of that, yeah. then that's even better it's even being more successful in, in my book um that's my dream to you know i think that's a purpose uh, my purpose on this planet is to to do that to educate people um for wildlife conservation um and yeah if i can make a living out of it then i'm uh mm-hmm. yeah, i'm it. it yeah all for it yeah i think part of being successful is just doing something like mm-hmm. you know taking a leap of faith and going for something we don't i mean obviously taking a risk i mean hopefully it's not you know a huge huge loss you know in that risk um but trying to make something of ourselves and go against the norm i mean we're pretty untraditional and i'd say both of our families are fairly traditional so i think like i mean not just like showing them like oh yeah like we can do this this can work but you know showing ourselves like whoa like look how much we've accomplished in the what six months um Mm -hmm. six seven months you know that we've been out in temecula yeah um in march correct yeah 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 yeah. when i saw that in the text i was like wow that's very impressive thank you very impressive yeah yeah i mean yeah i think uh kind of building up on what josie said you know a lot of people um um like i'll ask coworkers like hey like i think everyone should have a dream everyone should have not like necessarily even a plan a or plan b but just have something that they want to work towards And, and a lot of times they like, oh, I'm not really working towards anything right now. And that's okay. But I think for people to go their entire lives without building towards something mm-hmm. is, is really tragic. Just, sad living, for me. just living just to existing. live. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's if, that's, that's what, if you're happy doing. with yeah. that, then that's great. But I mean, for me, like, I know um, I need fulfillment. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I want to go places. And, and having that, that big end goal, um, you know, and maybe I won't get there, but you'll you'll enjoy the journey along the way and then mm. you'll probably end up um what's that song by the rolling stones you can't always get what you want but oh. you get what you need you know yeah. what i mean um, yeah it's better to try you know and reach it than to not try because then you always have that like yeah. thought in your head like if i would have maybe i could have got there mm-hmm. like exactly know, just really depends yeah um and success like well personally like for like on the psychology psychology yeah, route and maybe you. you can appreciate this like <laughs> i just I'm very passionate about like, I don't know, I kind of call it like a emotional constipation or like a cloud that people have um, mm. that I see like, especially, I mean, I don't want to put labels, but maybe like the older generation who's like more into this very like, you know, tough, strict minded, oh, I have to be this or fit into this kind of role or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, I just love, I mean, you could say analyzing and observing, but um, just like my goal is to help people kind of remove that and be like, it's okay. Like there is bravery in being weak or there's bravery in, in being emotional and Mm -hmm. people see emotional as weak. And 
and really especially in men yeah, yeah. and it's crazy to me yeah, yeah i'm just like come on and it takes so much courage to be able to do that it's people like yeah. oh yeah i'm too tough for that i'm like okay like no you're not enough it's too hard for you it's too painful for you to be emotional and i'm just i yeah i'm just passionate about like helping people like let it go kind yeah, of yeah. and of course that only comes from you know my own you know mental health struggles um but it's something that you know i love to do i love to like kind of just evaluate and that's why you know clinical psychology is like definitely my path um it's interesting that you said that your own mental uh you know um because i don't know if you know if you think this but i feel like a lot of people that i meet inside in the psychology field and like other therapists they some of them have as many problems or oh, more yeah. problems than their own like patients that they're helping which i find so fascinating yeah you can talk to any therapist and you know they they might have all the tools and stuff but yeah. they I'm sure they've struggled. Yeah. I find it super fascinating. I'm like, man, some of those people are just as messed up or if not worse. Yep. I'm just like, yep. that's really fascinating. That, that brings up a good yeah, uh, idea that I had a calculus teacher when I was in um, um, community college. And mm-hmm. he was very, I mean, he's a very smart man, but he, he had very different views than what I had. And he said something along the lines of like, you don't, um, you don't want to take advice from, like, you don't want to, sorry, you don't want to buy a car from someone who, um, who has been in an accident, or you don't, you know, or let's, how do I put this in a better term? Um, what was his example? Like, like he would, he what he would say is you wouldn't want to go to therapy with someone or have a therapist who is who has gone under therapy because that person isn't perfect. Like that's mm. his, you know what I mean? It's like you wouldn't want to. Um, in other words, I don't know how to explain. But do you, do you see what I'm saying? Are you trying to say like you wouldn't? <clears throat> excuse me. Are you trying to say like so this is what I'm getting is like. You wouldn't want to go to someone that doesn't have life experience, or you, you want to go to someone well, who has life experience. No, you might relate. That's my whole point. Is like you need life experience to mm-hmm. be this great person who can then teach other people. Yeah. Oh, and he, he's saying he's like, saying okay. like oh, don't learn from someone who's already made him. You don't want to learn or, from yeah. someone. I got you. about weight loss who at one point was six hundred pounds. Mm. But it's like okay, well that person. But that's the now, person you probably would want to work. Yeah. You want to yeah. work with because now that person changed that per- his his mm-hmm. own life. Yeah. You know, and so like that, I just thought that was very really brilliant about mm-hmm. the whole therapist thing. Is like, yeah, that person is probably really good at their job because mm-hmm. they have their own problems that they struggle with, and so yeah. they can speak speak from experience. Mm-hmm. And experience to me is like everything. Um, I took the experience route um, rather than the educational route, going to the, the norm, going mm-hmm. to college, getting the degree, and then wanting to apply for a job or whatnot. I was getting the experience to the animal hospital and mm-hmm. at, working at the pet store. And everything that I had learned before that about animals and wildlife, like I had taught myself, yeah. you know, school didn't teach me any of that with the exception of like environmental science in high school. But I think the experience route is very important. And so like, yeah, I think it's really cool that even in these big jobs where you still do have to go to school for, um, like therapy, um, therapists can also, people who have mental illness, illnesses can also be therapists like that yeah. that's who i would want to go to therapy with is someone who mm-hmm. speaks from experience yeah. rather than and who. that's okay that you didn't take the traditional route because like there are some things that i don't think you need an education for yeah i like, totally agree there's the other things where like all right like for, for psychology yeah. like we can't do that therapy <laughs> stuff without it like right. there's just no way i can exactly. walk in off the street be like all right i'm Let's gonna help you today therapist mm-hmm. blah blah you know and, like for you you know this this reptile journey like yeah 
I don't, there's not going to be like an educational route for that. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it helps with credibility. That's the, that's yeah. the thing. That's, like, edu- that's, but that's also a problem is like some people think you have an education, so you're automatically like smarter than this other individual. Yeah, no, totally. I, I, but I, it yeah. could totally vary. Yeah. That's, I already know for the rest of my life, I'm going to be battling, trying to um, show people that I am credible mm. because I'm not, I don't know, maybe I'll go to school one day once I have the, the business and it's supporting, you know, me and, and Josie and we can, I can go back to school. Mm. Um, but um but yeah i think there at one point when i you know years down the line i don't think i'm perfect now but um and i probably will never be but i think there will be at times where i will know some more of of a subject than people who have gone through the eight years of school and whatnot and uh, i've received years and years of experience with those animals Mm -hmm. for instance i have friends going to humble um state university and it's a biology school yeah i know where that's at yeah and um this girl was telling me how excited she is to see this like stuffed mallard duck or something like that and i'm like oh oh you poor soul i'm working <laughs> with owls and and hawks and and raccoons like in person i get to see this every day and i'm learning through that and it's just weird that that person was you know told by school and their parents to go down this route this is mm-hmm. a way to be successful mm-hmm. this is a way to do what you want to do but yet she, they're not um they're not getting the return yeah and maybe they will four Mm -hmm. years from now when they're in grad school or whatnot but i just took i don't want to say a shortcut but i took a different route i looked at the situation that was ahead of me um i got into school i got into uc davis and and other schools but i chose to stay at home go to community college and get the experience Mm. and get the knowledge through experience that way yeah Um, and as a couple it gives me a little bit more sense of purpose too because you know it's helpful like that you know I'm going to school and we at least have that going the business route. We at least have that fixed income or eventually will have it, mm. um, which I think will be helpful because, you know, with businesses, you, you never know mm-hmm. kind yeah. of. Um, so I think that's like, it's a good balance for us. Yeah. Your business is, is always going to uh, change. Like yeah. every year you have to go with basically like, I don't want to say the word trend, but just like just how the world is going. Cause like, right. I think, uh, I think our biggest example, and it's impressive that you guys started this business during COVID because like a lot of businesses just didn't adapt to what COVID was. Yeah. Like, you know, everything's shutting down. No one's going out anymore. And especially restaurants, you know, it's a different business, mm-hmm. but like some of them just didn't adapt, you know, right. and they went under. So and also, like I said, that's pretty impressive. You guys started a business during COVID because that's, I, think- I don't think a lot of people <laughs> did that or maybe they should have, but you know, I don't know. That's when all the businesses were sleeping, and so that's when we. <laughs> yeah. no, this is your opportunity. Yeah, opportunity yeah, yeah. To rise, rise above. No, um, I think we were even asked that recently. Like, oh, did you do that on purpose? Started in COVID? Like, no, we just. It just happened just to be good happened. timing for us. Happened to be yeah. it, and uh, we're doing great. Uh, yeah, I mean, even I think uh, if a pandemic does hit again, and, yeah. and everything's closed down again, and everything has to be virtual. That's just something that Josie and I are currently working on is getting a more of a, a virtual classroom like setting where um, hmm. teaching food webs and ecosystems and whatnot to and wildlife, um, yeah, yeah, wildlife to little children and maybe have worksheets and stuff like that that they can do at home with their parents or whatnot. So, yeah, don't have all your eggs in one basket. You yeah, know, mm-hmm. in the sense of it's a great way to put adaptable. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you guys will learn that going forward, and and you'll get better. Um, yeah, you know. You guys have a lot going on, but I'm I'm pretty excited for you, you know you guys' journey and eventually uh, 
I'll have to see some of your animals yeah. at some point. I'll, yeah. I'll, have, I'll have to. I'll have to come down. I don't know. I should have brought a snake today. I it's know. okay. <laughs> I I know I had mentioned it in the email, but oh really? I was like, I you know, know, I was like, if they bring one, it'd be cool. But if they don't, like, Dang. I also, I, I also totally understand. That. No, it's okay. No, no, no. I was thinking about it, but I didn't think Josie was gonna approve. So. Oh, I'm gonna approve. What do you mean? No, no, it's fine. I'll, uh, I'll come down and see them no, yeah. in their more natural yeah. no, setting. Have, I would yeah. say the podcast room's not natural for them. <laughs> you have to come down. We, uh, <clears throat> I mean, maybe not this far away, but in May we'll be. Uh, Opening up with that. Opening up, yeah, Sandy Creek Ranch. We do a, a nice. work with a petting zoo. And okay. we offer, like, we do, yeah, reptiles and, and have people, like, hold them and just kind mm. of experience them up close. So we have them all out. There you um, go. Yeah, in Temecula, which is pretty cool. But um, First oh, thing yeah. I'm going for is a snake, honestly. Oh, awesome. yeah. That's like the first thing I'm going we got, for. We got snake. some big ones, yeah. so. <laughs> I'll go for the snake. That's the first one. <laughs> um, you know, before we end the show, is there anything you guys want to shout out for yourselves? You know, the reptile hunter. You know, shout anything. out. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, shout out, you You know, your businesses. Like, you know, that's the whole point of the show is to help, you know, people along the journey. I mean, yeah, you can hear more about our story at reptilehunter.org. Yep. Or um, on the, you know, the IG on the gram at yeah, reptile.hunter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, have all of our reels. And we always are posting about, like, our new, um, our new rescues and, and doing fun little cheese little videos yeah. so and, uh, <laughs> okay. keep keep a lookout for the youtube channel like i said earlier i just bought all the computer years <laughs> you can finally start yeah. editing my videos and that's that's something i'm super excited to do so uh stay tuned guys that's gonna be really fun that'll be a game changer youtube yeah for sure <laughs> but uh yeah i want to thank you guys for coming on yeah it was thank you so awesome, much man. thank yeah. you exactly. excited for you guys thank so, you uh remember guys that life is an adventure so make sure you live it on your own terms we'll see you next episode peace out later there you go. You've been listening to Your Adventure Podcast with Dustin Emery. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this podcast. And we hope that you've been truly inspired and motivated. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram at Your Adventure Podcast. Until next time, this is Your Adventure Podcast signing off.